You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 67. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back. I am very excited about today's comparison podcast. I am taking a look at the book called The Gap and the Gain and giving you a bit of a side-by-side comparison of what the authors, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, have to offer us. I thought this was a very good read, and although I learned much of this in my life coaching schooling, I picked up some very useful nuggets. I also thought I'd apply a Catholic hermeneutic to the book, which is a fancy wording for adding a Catholic point of view to the information as well. I always add a Catholic lens to whatever I read. And I thought on this one, I would also add the lens of spiritual fasting too. So I hope you enjoy it. When we read books, depending on our individual experiences and what we're seeking from the work, we will always pull out lessons that we can apply to our present circumstances and help us in our daily goals. I read this book a long time ago, but some of my family members, including my brother-in-law and a client, and my coach recently asked me all at the same time if I've read it. I mean, it's so strange. One came in as a text, one came in as an email, and one came in as a Zoom call. So I decided to reread it again last week to see what the Holy Spirit was prompting me to find here. Well, there was quite a bit. So I started with a spreadsheet. You know me, I love spreadsheets. I even put my Christmas list in a spreadsheet. So naturally it was the place to begin In one column, I wrote what the book had to offer me in the gap and gain language. And in the next column, I rewrote that information in what I am now calling the Holy Spirit language. And I'm just learning about this, actually. Oh, my goodness, did I learn a lot here. And I want to thank those three people who mentioned this book to me in those three different ways. The Holy Spirit is always working through others to get my attention. And I am so appreciative that they took the time to offer me these suggestions. So here it goes transferred from a spreadsheet to a Word document, here's what I found. The gap. The gap is simply measuring ourselves against how far we are away from a future goal that is called an ideal, which results often in failure, disappointment, low self-esteem, guilt, depression, and frustration. An ideal is an image of perfection in our mind that we are reaching for, and we tend to think when we reach it, we will finally be happy. Within the gap, you are trying to free yourself from something. Until you do, you just won't be happy. You're trying to avoid something here until you get there. But you know what? That actually never comes. You never actually arrive there. This is what they describe in the book. And then there's the gain. This is measuring backwards. This is measuring your own progress from the start and considering how far you've come since you started while still seeking a goal or seeking the ideal, but acknowledging small gains along the way. This is the journey type of thinking. This is resulting in success, satisfaction, confidence, high self-esteem, enjoyment, and optimism, as described by the authors. 
Enjoying the moment and the reality of ups and downs is living in the gain. So when I actually transcribed it to this type of Holy Spirit language that I've been working on, here's what I found. The gap is actually a bit of an enemy territory. Here we are using our passive intellect and emotions to choose a fear-based path based on what we can see with our eyes in the natural and consider only worldly cares apart from God's providence. The gain then is the divine will, recognizing how far God has transformed us, turning vice into virtue with our daily practice of prayer and fasting. We have good and bad days, but focus on small changes of habit along the journey. This is done by following a regimen, going to the sacraments, and applying scripture, the living word, and perfect love over all of our daily lives. This is seeking God in every moment, both fails and successes, and shifting into the supernatural, knowing that the Father is always working, as stated in John 5.17, and that the Holy Spirit, well, He teaches all things, again, in John 14.25. Those two scriptures I have been memorizing and praying over my life every single day. So please write those down. The human will is between the two places, in a sense. The divine will on one side, which is the ideal Jesus, and the enemy territory on the other side, which is more of the demonic. What doors do we want to open by our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions? Well, of course, we want to open to the divine will. We get to choose where we will go. But the thing is, sometimes we don't even know that we are actually opening the door to the enemy territory by sitting in lack. The beautiful thing is, is that God allows many do-overs through the sacrament of confession and all the sacraments until we find ourselves through the workings of the Holy Spirit consistently opening up the doors to the divine will. Now, back to the book. The gap has us ruminating in chaos and comparing ourselves to others, thinking thoughts of lack and scarcity, looking ahead and thinking, whoa, we should way be there by now. What has happened? And this is often called compare and despair. It is also seeking the perfect without the arduous task of being perfected. We were made to seek the perfect, which is heaven. So seeking perfect happiness with worldly goods will always leave us short of the ideal of heaven. Now the gain is focused on valuing your experiences, both good and bad, in light of the reality that in order to learn, we must fail a few times to figure it out. You know, like riding a bike, learning to hit a golf ball off a tee, and learning to lose weight through spiritual fasting. These things aren't learned in a day or even 15 weeks. In other words, practice makes perfect for a lifetime. Even Dan Sullivan and Dr. Hardy says that God is in the gain. Every gap can be transformed into a gain. Gain is being in harmony with what you want, but also knowing that you don't need it and utilizing motivation and passion, no matter what the circumstances in your life, to continue on the path toward your goals in small increments. This is going to be creating flow and high performance in your life. There is no pressure here. It's just learning. I'm offering the book's point of view here. So now let's consider the more Catholic viewpoint. Let's consider the gap as enemy territory. The gap as enemy territory has us fighting the reality that learning and failing, often called suffering, is just part of this life. The sin of Adam and Eve was to put their will above God's will. Continually putting our will first will keep us in the gap, in enemy territory, and usually very unhappy. This is because we simply cannot live happily without the help of Jesus. He completes us, so to speak. He shows us the way. 
He helps us to understand suffering and not to avoid it because suffering is part of reality. This type of supernatural thinking takes a shift in perspective. It's a form of self-gift. Self-giving is not easy and we don't want to do it in the natural. We want material things and to put ourselves first before others. This comfort-seeking thinking will never make us happy. No matter how much money we have or how thin we are, we will be stuck in the gap without Jesus Christ. It's a negative and self-centered place. This is exactly where the enemy wants us to reside with our stinky thoughts. Now, on the other hand, we have divine will. Divine will is gain. It is the answer. As you imagine yourself sitting at the table of divine will with Jesus and talking about the decisions made and those that need to be made in all situations and take all of this to adoration and confession, you are less likely to force your own will and you'll be truly happy even before you reach your goals. Suffering is for our own good so that we can learn how to align our will with God's will. There's a purpose to our suffering. Remember, in the gain, God is always working for us. There is no delay. Now, the authors of this book explain that until we learn to reframe all gaps into gains, we are actually going to be in misery, especially those of us who are high achievers. We want to fix everything immediately. And when we can't fix it, then we set ourselves up for failure thinking. Quote, many people have lots of experiences, but very little learning, unquote. This is what they say in the book. When we refuse to reframe a painful gap into a necessary learning experience, then it becomes a trauma. Traumas are usually thought of as negative. So then you avoid that experience again at all costs. This can cause dysfunction in your life and keep you stuck in the gap. This can cause you to feel stuck when the experience comes around again. When you leave an experience in the gap, then you haven't learned from it. You haven't owned it and can't move forward until it is reframed as a gain. In the delay and pray group coaching experience, it takes time to shift from the diet mentality, which is gap thinking, to spiritual fasting, which is gain. The diet mentality is traumatic and failure filled. It's a gap experience judged solely by the numbers on the scale or by the shape of your body. Now, spiritual fasting turns that gap into a gain by focusing on sacrifice for others. This success thinking that my weight loss is literally your gain has the experience that is purpose-filled the moment you begin. I'm talking day one with the full reality of failing along the way as you learn how to do it. Purpose brings gain. When considering your life as a Christian lived experience, as a baptized disciple of Jesus Christ, the language changes. As St. Augustine says, my heart is restless until it rests in you, O Lord. Happiness is an illusion when set apart from God. And to be specific, God in three persons, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. These three divine entities comprise the trinity of happiness that always has our best interest in mind. Living the Catholic life solidly connected to the Trinity and the Blessed Mother is the only way to live at the pace of peace. This is true gain. The words of scripture are living words. If you pray them over your life, they will change you. What forces most of us into the living word? Well, suffering. Gap living, so to speak, and winning out of that gap. It is when we are suffering or our loved ones are suffering that we reach to Jesus for healing of body and soul. Once we find him, then we begin living for others and for our highest good. We understand that suffering is redemptive, that this is gain. Suffering is gain. 
Doesn't that sound like saint language? It sure does. God uses all suffering for good if we offer it to him. We start to learn that God is in all experiences. He's trying to help us, teach us, bring us back to himself so that we get to heaven with him. If we keep our gaze on him through the sacraments and scripture, then we will be able to collaborate and cooperate with the Holy Spirit and live our best life. Here lies wisdom. He'll tell you what to do if you ask. So in the book, every gap must be reframed as a gain if you are looking to be happy in the present. Our memories are constantly being updated in the present state. We have the ability to go back to the past and to forgive those who may have hurt us and be thankful for those experiences. Because it taught us something in some way, our past is always teaching us. This gives painful past experiences purpose and meaning. The book even goes so far as to say to be grateful for the experience and understand that you are better off because it happened. I know this sometimes is hard to swallow. When a gap is reframed as a gain, the bitterness ends. You start living a life based on our own success measures instead of somebody else's. And you start believing that you can choose a good life no matter what the past. You start to embrace failing because you are actively converting every experience into learning and growth. That is a quote from the book. And another quote in the book that was very insightful for me was not from the authors, but added into the introduction from Seth Godin. It goes like this. The rule is simple. The person who fails the most will win. If I fail more than you do, I will win. Because in order to keep failing, you've got to be good enough to keep playing. Okay, this is very, very powerful because I'm an entrepreneur and it's very hard to start a business and keep it going. I am into this now for a few years, right? And I have failed my way to the place where I'm at. I look where I started. I look to see how far I have come. And I'm very excited because I have failed myself right here. I have refused to give up. Failing is part of life. Any entrepreneur building a business from scratch like I am will tell you how key it is to keep getting up and trying again day after day, even though it's really hard. True failure is when you stop trying. Perseverance is God's way of perfecting you. If you are praying for perseverance, then the Lord is going to give you failings so that you can overcome them and succeed. Because when you stop, he can't perfect you anymore. And there you are stuck in the gap again. So keep going, keep persevering until you succeed. Praising God ahead of time is also key. Knowing that he is always working in your favor. Again, John 5, 17 and that he is closing doors that should be closed and opening doors that should be open. Isaiah twenty two twenty two. Pray these over your life every day. This helps to reframe gaps and challenging situations into holy opportunities that are absolutely for our benefit. This type of gain thinking helps us to continually think, okay, Lord, where are you in this? I know you're here. Show me the way. What does he need me to learn or know here? Really knowing from deep within that he is working for your highest good and that he loves you more than anyone else in your life, that's when you can begin to trust him and seek out healing and breakthroughs in your life. Another Bible verse I love is signs and wonders will follow those who have faith. He's going to show you. And that is from Mark 16, 17. 
If the Bible is really true, and we know it is, then this will happen for you. Jesus is speaking over your life. This is the beginning of living a life of virtue. To live the abundant life of virtue, you must rid yourself of vice. Spiritual fasting does just that. Spiritual fasting is a virtue all on its own and will let you know what your attachments are to vice. When you deny yourself food or certain drinks, especially sugary, flowery food or alcohol, these substances are highly addictive and fine in small amounts, but can really hurt both our bodies and souls when consumed on an everyday basis. And when we reach for them for comfort instead of the Holy Spirit, spiritual fasting will uncover the addiction, bring it into the light so that God can heal you over time. Ephesians 5.14 says, for anything that becomes visible is light. Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead and let Christ shine upon you. And he will detach you from sugar, flour, and alcohol over time. The authors give us some practical ways to get out of the gap and into the gain. We can become aware of when we are choosing to sit in the gap. They say to give yourself five minutes to feel the gap and then vocalize your shift to the gain. I have a good example for you that happened last week. I had the thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. It came into my mind after I realized that we had sent the wrong email to my entire mailing list. The email actually said, happy Valentine's Day, but that day was one week away. So what feeling came up? Shame, embarrassment, regret, judgment, failure, all the negative feelings that come with the gap. Okay, I walked away. I took five minutes to say a prayer. I did not numb myself with food or drink. I just took five minutes to let the reality sink in, just to sit in the gap. Then I shifted over to the gain. I prayed. I asked the Lord what needed to be done. And in this situation, my team and I decided not to do anything, just to resend the same email on Valentine's Day with a little funny quip, you know, a little deja vu. Hey, have you seen this email before? So sorry. Glad you stayed with us. Oh, we are human. There are a lot of moving parts in business. Everyone makes mistakes. No worries. So what did I learn? To be more thorough in approving emails and what date they are scheduled to go out, we tightened up our system a little bit. And you know, most of all, I learned to laugh at myself and be kind to myself and especially be kind to the whole team. There is no gap here in this mistake. It's all gain. This is just a human experience and trying our best to serve you. That's gain. You not only can do this for yourself, but help others too. So what is the Catholic perspective with Holy Spirit language applied here? Every experience, whether positive or negative, is a chance for a holy opportunity to renew your mind and put on the armor of God and be good to others. The evil one, though, would love for you to wallow in self-doubt and judge yourself and everyone involved when things don't go your way. He wants you to react in fear instead of responding in love. This goes for emails, husbands, kids, work situations, everything. Every experience can be a chance to ask the Holy Spirit's help and for him to teach you his ways. He is the advocate and the comforter. He is the only one we can rely on for help. An appropriate scripture here would be John 14, 25. But the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. 
I personally shorten this up and ask the Holy Spirit to teach me all things about the situation. And I sit down and pray and he leads me in the right action. As you know, it all begins in our minds with our thoughts. You know the thought model. Go back in my podcast and learn that one. Our thoughts create our results. Results is another word for fruits. You will see the fruits of your thoughts. I truly believe the Lord will solve it all. I choose to rely and abandon myself to his providence and promise of resolution in all situations. I refuse to sit in the problem because I know he's already sitting in the solution. I am assured of this and truly believe it. There's always a do-over with God. In fact, I do think he laughs with me along with my guardian angel when I laugh too. I bet they laugh a lot. All right. There are so many examples in the book that describe shifting into the gain and then staying there. There are also many sports and business examples that are easy to relate to. Sometimes we can't control the situation we're in, but we can control our mindset and endurance. These things are winning assets. The battle is truly fought and won in your mind. Another significant part of the book focuses on making decisions ahead of time and then taking the time to measure your gains backwards on a daily basis. Food protocols and journaling in spiritual fasting help to get information out of your head and onto paper so that you can plan ahead and have a great shot at success. These tools also help alleviate decision fatigue and help you look back at your day, your week, your month to measure your success. Being able to actually see the gains written down on paper gives hope, confidence, and motivation to keep going, even when progress is difficult or slower than desired. Remember, it's all gain. A little movement in the right direction is better than no movement at all. We also must remember that all behavior is addictive. All behavior seeks more of itself. That is a quote from the book. Keep making small changes in the right direction and you will get to your goal. So on the Holy Spirit language side, we have Romans 12.2, which says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. This is the scripture that I pray over the battlefield of my mind every day. God's thoughts are so far from our thoughts, and we must strive to ask for a share of those thoughts so that we can align our will with his. To do this, we will have to spend time with him in the sacraments, daily mass at least once or twice a week, consistently over time, adoration every week, confession once a month, and fostering a good prayer life with the rosary. These things will help us grow closer in our relationship to God and hear what he has to say to us. To hear him is to hear his thoughts and then choose to think those thoughts. This is the gain of divine will. His thoughts are already in scripture, so it would behoove us to memorize some key passages to repeat to ourselves until we are living the living word. When you adopt a fasting and prayer regimen every week, you start to seek him in this way because you are a little hungry and dining in with him requires the strength that only he can give you. Keep asking him for miracles as you fast and pray. He will come through for you if you believe it. John 14, 13 says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the father will be glorified. That is all gain right there, my friends. And to end this, the gap and the gain book advises that it would help all of us to spend some time studying our brains. Hardy and Sullivan say that our brains are powerful just after a good night's sleep and right after we wake up. And I agree with this because I've struggled with technical issues or problems at night. I've gone to bed only to wake up in the morning and totally figure it out. Sleep refreshes us. And that refreshing sleep begins at night with the 60 minutes before you go to bed as described in the book. 
Screens and scrolling on the phone are not a productive way to spend that last hour. Screens are an addictive behavior that just begets the same dopamine activity night after night. This compromises your sleep afterwards. The authors of this book advise something else. They say, put away your phone and write down three wins and three gratitudes every single night. After writing those, write down three wins you are seeking for the next day. No more than three. Research shows that this is the perfect number. Oh, how I love this. This is like one of my favorite things about the book. Yes, yes. When you do this, he says, you are always winning. It boosts gratitude and confidence while you sleep, helping your brain work on the three things you want to accomplish the next day in your subconscious. Well, I've been trying this and it works. This truly gives meaningful purpose for the next day and leads to higher quality sleep. This is worth a try, but it's not all I do. But I do love the 333 pattern. Easy enough. I just love it. So as we end our quick study on the gap and the gain, how could there be a better ending than 333? Three is a biblical number that we Catholics can embrace and quickly get to work on. In the Catholic world, we call this nightly reflection the examination of conscience or the examine. It is an ancient practice that was popularized by St. Ignatius and lost its significance with many Catholics over time. But you know, I think it's time it returns. Like many things, including fasting, we've become soft and have watered down our spiritual life a bit. I think it's the screens. They are so attractive. (laughs) I love to watch some type of series in the evenings, but I have had to really rein it in because it takes up my time, my valuable, beautiful gain time. So this 333 is a great start. Regardless of what version you use before bed, your regimen, like our spiritual fasting regimen and examine, should include a review of the day with victories and room for improvement offered to God, night prayer, gratitude, and some type of contrition prayer. I love the addition of seeking three wins for the day. That has been just lovely and something that I know that I can do for life. I know the Trinity will help me think of those three things and give me wisdom to discern God's will every night. So to wrap this up and summarize the lessons in this book, I'd like to offer that you learn to shift out of lack and scarcity thinking that puts you smack dab in enemy territory, reeling in comparing despair. Don't do that. By the way, that is exactly where the evil one wants you, on a hamster wheel, ruminating about everything wrong in your life, right? No, we do not have to go to that place. We can go to the gain. So the authors list the emotions that get you into trouble right on the paper when you are in the gap. Try to avoid the thoughts that lead you to feel these feelings. Failure, frustration, disappointment, low self-esteem, guilt, and depression. All right, that's the first step. The second step, measure backwards and notice how far you've come. I am on my fifth year of spiritual fasting. And when I look back to see how many vices the Lord has transformed into virtue, how much I have learned, how I am able to depend way more on the Holy Trinity, how little food I eat, how how much less I am drinking, how much more I pray, how happier I am. Oh, it's astounding to me. And yes, I have a long way to go, but I am making strides big old strides. And I am committed to staying on track with courage until I'm fully capable day after day. I do this by seeking the higher path of gain by opening the door of divine will. Then these emotions flood in success, satisfaction, confidence, joy, and optimism for the future by being thankful for my whole life. 
If working hard and failing my way to success is what it's all about, then I'm doing it correctly. This is living in the divine will, separating what is happening in the natural and what I can see with my own eyes from knowing in my heart what is happening in the spiritual realm with the Holy Trinity and the Blessed Mother beside me. If the Father is always working and I am asking him to guide me in everything I do, then why shouldn't I feel confident and loved all day long, no matter what I am experiencing in the natural world? Listen, this is challenging sometimes, but take the number three to heart. What three things went well today? What three things can you praise Jesus for? What three things does the Holy Trinity need you to work on tomorrow? Ask and you shall receive. Jesus has brought you so very far. Thank you, Jesus. I will end with a quote from Ben Hardy. I remember all the highs and lows that got me to where I'm at, and I sit here humbled and amazed by the life God has given me. If you choose the life of gain, and I will add choosing the path of divine will, constantly aligning your will to that of God, then you'll be more humbled and clearer than ever before. You'll make happiness your starting point, which you expand every day of your life. So make it a wonderful day. And if you haven't listened to or read The Gap in the Gain, it is worth the money. Call it all joy, my friends. Even in this crazy world we live in right now, we were all born for this. We were born for a time as this for the purpose of riding the ship day in and day out. We were born for this time. Go out there and make it happen. Fast and pray and shift to the gain. You will not be sorry. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting. Get healthy, lose weight, and get back to the sacraments this year. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.